Welcome to Pat's Cast, the unofficial Regina Pat's podcast. This is our episode for November 18th, 2018. I'm Matt. I'm Chris. I hop behind the Kootenai net. Backhands it to the left point for Kyle Walker. Walker fakes the shot, then wrists it toward the goal. Tipped and they score! Sebastian Stru in his first game in a Pat's uniform. Okay, so we're on our traditional yearly aggribition road trip. It's been the past couple of years, it's been a bit of a challenge, and this year, no different so far. We're three games into it and we have three losses <laughs> boy I, I don't know where you want to start with this one i guess we can go chronological order the kootenai game was on the tuesday they were well rested it was different than last year where they got on the bus and had to drive all the way to portland uh, they, they should have been well rested coming into a team that kootenai frankly isn't isn't all that stellar and uh it was it was a really poor effort it was a bad game. Yeah, that game was rough. Uh, we both kind of thought that was a very winnable game going into it. You know, that's that's a good good starting point if you can get pick, pick up two points on the road trip, right? Um, it was winnable. I, it had to be winnable. It had we we needed something out of it, right? Yeah, like, like you know, some of the other games, you know, like the Vancouver game, I didn't I didn't expect us to win, but you know, so getting a start. Two points off the the starting game of this road trip would have been real nice. Yeah, but, but you know it was a weird game. You have Max Paddock go out. Uh, would he play eight minutes? Goes out after um, an inadvertent uh, slide in from one of their players, and he got cut. He was bleeding. He tried to make it through, but uh, I'm not sure if he needs some stitches or what happened. But uh, they it, said his nose just wouldn't stop bleeding. Okay. So. Like yeah, I like wonder, it was a total. It was a total accident. Yeah, like, yeah, no, no fault there. I, I, you just wonder if that throws off a team a little bit. It's, it's different than when you pull them and it's, the team sometimes responds. But yeah, this was so unexpected and a, a bit of a an accident that I, the team just was not. They had no, no rhythm. It, it was a bad game. They gave up quick goals, uh, two minutes, 46 seconds in in the first period. It was weird. They scored, Kootenai scored almost all their, all their goals early on in the periods, right? 246 in the first, 203 in the second, then again, 220, and then 138 in the third. Like, I don't know, like, just within a few minutes, they were scoring goals right out of the gate. Just, just a weird, odd game that way, um... I the one thing I want to say is hey no penalties in the first period for either team so that that was good on our part so yeah but then the second and third was kind of ugly yeah we we, we uh, reverted right. <laughs> reverted back to our old selves taking uh how many did we end up taking uh five so after not taking any in the first taking a bunch in the second and third so I don't, yeah, I don't and, know yeah and those are early goals Early in the period are kind of tough to give up. Well, They're always, always early in the period and late in the period, you don't want to give up, right? Like, 
You want yeah. to go out there, fresh ice, have some good shifts. But when you're giving up a goal, it's it's tough. And you give it up multiple goals, right? Because so. what was in a, it was a close game. I mean, tied 1-1 after one. And then, yeah, to give them up, it just sets the tone for that period. And then you're on your heels and, okay, okay, come out to the third. It's, it's what, 3-2, bam, they score again. It's just like, uh, yeah, like. Yeah, exactly. It's. You had that kind of fresh start. So, yeah, and then we had we had a five minute power play after that big hit on Pierce. Right, I think we'll get into that one later. Mm-hmm. But uh, and the, but then we took penalties during it, right? And that yeah. negated that basically yeah. five minute power play yeah. we had. It just feels like we say it every week. It's just the penalties are just so disheartening, and yeah, this team cannot afford to take them, and but they keep on doing it, <laughs> like. And like when we do kill it off, it's it's killing our our guys. Like yeah. you can't generate anything five on five when you're wasting your time and energy, uh, killing penalties all the time, right? Yeah, yeah. Exactly. When we do get out of a penalty without giving up a goal, just no energy. And even in the building, though, like looking around, <laughs> it was sad watching the game. There's the the official attendance is 1965. Yeah, Dude. it was pretty sparse. Like, pretty sparse. Two thousand people there. Um, yeah, in a, in a bigger building, it holds over four thousand, I believe. So right, okay, yeah, this one we had to forget this one and move on. Unfortunately, had to move on without uh, one of our players. Nyhoff took a major boarding and then got a main uh, game misconduct for this. Um, what did you feel about it? I'm not surprised that he got the game misconduct. Yeah, um, it. The result was ugly, but I mean, he he tried to push him from the side, yeah, and he he didn't hit him from behind. You know that's the thing. Like he tried to push him from the side, but it was just in that vulnerable kind of area where he's ten, fifteen feet from the boards and going towards the boards, right? And he yeah. kind of he kind of fell forward, and it definitely was there was no there was I don't think there was any intent to hit him from behind, obviously, but. No. Yeah, it it was bad. Just the outcome of the the play, it, so it looked bad, right? And and with all these suspensions we've been seeing lately, I'm not surprised he got a game. Phil the thrill was he was pretty adamant that it was, and of course he's a homer, but he he said it was not a hit from behind. Uh, it clearly wasn't not a hit from behind. No, it wasn't a hit from behind. It was a hit from the side a little bit. It's just more the trajectory of yeah. the player kind of carried he pushed him. him yeah it wasn't even a hit he just you could see him just try to push him from the side and and yeah it wasn't even a, a body check it was like a push yeah so yeah so uh. it's not i guess we even if we don't agree with it it's not surprising it's it's at least somewhat consistent with what's been going on this year so far kind of leads me into the other play the pierce hit mm-hmm. you know like i'm surprised that didn't get a suspension you know the guy clearly left his feet and hit pierce in the head so i i really don't understand that right like i'm very surprised there was no suspension there so you can you watch a video and you can clearly see he launches himself into pierce so yeah i, I don't know right so maybe they have some better video but i mean the kootenai production is pretty weak like compared to Vancouver the next night which had multiple camera angles and replays and all this Kootenai it's it's pretty uh rough production 
I wonder, I wonder who's making the call and what they're using. Is it just the same footage that we're seeing, or is it? Uh, there I'm must be sure some discussion with, be. discussion with discussion with the referees maybe, too, right? Yeah, I'm sure they have some discussion as well, right? So yeah, but I mean, they—that's the only video that they have. I'm sure, like unless somebody was in the building that night seeing mm-hmm. it live, but. I'm sure that I'm pretty sure the same guy makes all the calls yeah. on the suspensions. Yeah. So, so then how does Nyhoff get one and the other guy not? Yeah, that's, that's kind of what I'm question. surprised about. Yeah, like yeah, I'm not surprised that Nyhoff got one, but you know, Lucas on Twitter there, he he kind of agrees with us that Nyhoff didn't didn't seem to deserve a suspension, but it is yeah. With every all this, every sport is under such scrutiny now. With but yeah, it just brings up why didn't the other guy like. That's where the consistency falls apart. We can be okay with things if they're consistent, and then if that... Yeah, and it seems they have been pretty consistent. Right. With some sort of suspension with almost every five-minute major, it seems. I'm not saying every single one was getting a suspension, but it seems like the majority are. So, And Pierce is still out. Like It's not like he he wasn't hurt on the play. He he hasn't played since. So, And that's sad. He was really... He was starting. To yeah, come. he was playing his, well. His game was coming together. Yeah, um, especially when we're already down other forwards. Right. So, which brings up uh, Strew coming in. So he's a 19-year-old who actually played with Kootenay last year and was sent back down to BCHL. And we were. I was just asking. I was like, I was trying to think. I couldn't. Re- I couldn't remember. Like, so was he? Once a player gets sent down to BCHL, um, are they on waivers or whatever it is? But he would have to have maintained, have been on their 40-man, is it a neg list? Is that what they call it? In, yeah, yeah, protected list or protected whatever, list, right? Yeah. So, yeah, so, you can send a guy down but still have his rights or right. you can just outright release him. Yeah. So, yeah. like kind of what we did with Gurney, we uh, we just released him, I believe, right? Okay. So, okay. you know, instead of bringing him back, we decided to pick up this other guy kind of thing, I believe. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. So. I was surprised we didn't bring Gurney back. I, they must just not have really liked what they saw here. Yeah, they must, but Hey, Strew, I mean, he scores a goal in that game and he's, yeah. he's on power play one. Now he's made an impact here already quite quickly. Yeah. So. And you can see he's got some skill. Like you can see he's got, you know, some hands and Absolutely. he's got, you know, he's making some plays. I guess the question we had was, how was he not on anyone else's roster, right? Like, yeah, did he just fall through the cracks and someone, yeah. one of our scouts saw him sometime in the BCHL and had him on a list? And I don't know, funny, funny how this yeah. stuff happens, but he certainly yeah, looks like he fits in the dub. No problem. Yeah, for sure. And it's not like Kootenay has a wealth of talent that they, right. they, they, you know, just he's expendable. So yeah, I don't know, yeah. maybe they just didn't jive with the coaching staff or whatever. You know, you don't, you don't know oh, any of that, you know, always, always stuff. So. Always, and politics and this and that, and who knows. I was yeah. kind of concerned when I when I, we first, I first saw the release and I saw, I looked him up and I saw he was German. I thought, oh my God, did we get rid of a, one of our imports? And he's filling an import role, but he he's a dual citizen. Uh, his dad played CIS in Manitoba, I think it was. So uh, he doesn't take up an import spot, which is nice. But that was my first, I thought, someone get injured and we had to release a, an import or what happened, but that's not the case with him. Yeah, another thing from that game, I thought Riker Evans is 
really been playing well lately, too. He's getting some more minutes with uh, Galvis getting traded. You know, yeah. I thought he yeah. had a he had a pretty decent game in Kootenai. You know, some good offensive chances, some smart plays. He had that. Uh, you know, I think we've both some... been happy with his his play and and how he's fit into the the team and the role that they've expected from him. Um, yeah, and like he's not afraid to jump up in the rush for being the young guy. You know, he's scared, not playing scared kind of thing, no, right? He's not at all. He's asserting himself, so that's that's good to see. Uh, we had to pull out Makai Michael Mitchell. Sorry, we didn't get to see him play. He was injured in our rookie camp, or which camp was it in the? Early yeah, fall sure, there sure. was playing down in Colorado, I believe. So we called him yeah, up for these American, three games. So. Yeah, I called him up for these three games. I was wondering if he was 15 or 16. He was wearing the full cage, but you were saying he's 16. So yeah, I think you said it was 16. I yeah, believe so. Yeah, typically but, you see a guy in the cage and you just assume he's he's 15. But um, yeah. he, he didn't get much ice time. No, and the ice Stritch time he was... did make he. No falls of him. I mean, it's it's a next step up, right? And uh, yeah, he looked a little uncomfortable out there. It wasn't through these three games, at least he didn't. But yeah, I know. for a call I up, think I mean, that's what he is. He's a next year kind of guy. Absolutely, you don't have too, much, after, too, so. too high of expectations of him. And where we're sitting now with our roster, it's pretty rough. So yeah, we're having to call up some of these these younger guys. Okay, let's talking about the younger guys now. How about the older guys, Hyman and? Puto both. I know even in the Vancouver game as well, you know, they didn't play the greatest. Yeah. And Struch called them out, I think, after the Vancouver game. Was it Vancouver? I think it was. Yeah, okay. He said our, our, our older guys have to be way better. Yeah. You know, he's like, I can accept some inconsistency from young guys, but he's like, our older guys need to be better. Well, let's get into the Vancouver game. Last week when we talked about this game, we said, hey, Vancouver doesn't score a lot. They don't give up a lot of goals. Well, that... Total opposite to- happened. Yeah, totally made us look like a bunch of idiots. <laughs> like, with 14 total goals, obviously 10 for them, 4 for us. They played their backup goaltender who had a one-point-something goals against average going into this game. So you wouldn't expect to score very many. So even they were up that many, but still to give up, hat trick and four goals in total yeah they'd only given up uh five once or twice and four like once before our game mm-hmm. so like and then then they gave up four to us and then they gave up six the night after so <laughs> but uh yeah. yeah they had give up very many goals so we definitely upped that goals against average <laughs> but ours also jumped a bit too so oh like yeah we were sitting there Friday night. Okay, let's let's hunker in here, watch the game. Started late. It was nine thirty. Start at that. Already a little tired. Fifty four seconds in. Goal. You're like, okay, shit. <laughs> and then two minutes later, another goal. And then uh, nine seventeen, they score fourteen forty nine. And then we're looking at four nothing. It's just like, oh my god, this is gonna be a long night. Yeah, that that was an ugly start. You know. Yeah. I think Paddock would have liked to have a couple of those back too. Yeah. yeah, he seems to be a little inconsistent, you know. He, but when he's hot, he's hot. Like, and we need him to play good. If he's off, yeah. man, we are gonna struggle. So, yeah, you know. And then McDab came in, and in that second period, he looked good. In but by, by the third period, it just I think the game was just 
just getting out of, out of hand, hand and then yeah. they scored a bunch there late so well you know so it was 4-1 and then we scored the shorty and it's 4-2 and i thought you know yeah okay, here's a here, here's a chance it. and then vancouver scores on that same power play and it's just yeah and then it's 5-2 was... 6-2 7-2 <laughs> yeah like it just spiraled and if i was a vancouver fan it would have been a lot of fun to be at right cuz First of all, your team scores 10 goals, two fights, yeah. three fights. <laughs> uh, I don't know about that credit fight. But... Well, I mean, hey, it, it wasn't much of a fight, but whatever, three fights. and Yeah. Yeah, it would have been a good game if you were, you were one Definitely. of their fans. But... I still remember a couple of years ago when we put up 10 against Sastoon. I still remember that one. Yeah. For sure. Oh, yeah. So. They'll remember, so there, we did our, our charity work. They'll get uh, Vancouver gets a nice little game to talk about. I didn't well, speaking feel... of those fights though. Yeah. Those fights were so, some classics. Oof. Uh Mahovlich's fight, that was I'm not huge on fighting. I don't celebrate it, but boy, that was a old school <laughs> good fight. Like that is a good hockey fight. Now I wanna say like there's some little bit of banner on Twitter, which you captured those uh those fights and put them on Twitter. Yeah, well, even really... I, when I came, Mitchell Blair was like, "Who cares about the score? Let's see those fights." Like, so I was like, "Okay, well, I'll put them <laughs> up," you know. And you know, yeah, like you, the game is clearly going away from fighting, but yeah. I mean, people still have an appetite for it, as they, we they see do. by how bad our phones blew up after I posted these videos. Like, we, it was just unreal. For what it's worth, we have a few. We had like a hundred and some followers. Our posts, we get a couple comments here and there. We don't get a ton of downloads every week. The last time I checked, this Mahovlich fight video had, what was it, 8,000 views? Like Yeah, it's over 8,000 now. So. It is it is blowing anything out of the water that we've done combined. Yeah. Like, and it's just been the shares and the views and everyone, all that, and the retweets and the comments have been... Yeah. I don't know. Like, so to say hockey's going away from fighting, it is, but <laughs> people, people still, still enjoy have a bit of bloodlust out there. And it was a good fight. And the thing is, and someone was talking about it, I mean, with all the stuff that's going on with head trauma and concussion and CTE, how can we, say, support this? My, my gut, I mean, this is not based on any science. My gut feeling, though, is like a hockey fight is different i don't think you're getting a lot of leverage out of these hits and when you now i've never been punched in the face <laughs> i've never been punched in the face on ice so i can't judge the two and versus them but it's not very often you see a guy they're not injured from the fight like there's not a guy going getting knocked out cold yeah not in anymore. a hockey fight i think part of it's the leverage like you're not getting a lot on the ice Versus, like, say, football where a guy is running and, like, launches his head at someone, right? That's a lot of energy, whereas, I don't know. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm batting out of my league here talking about science and head traumas, but um, I don't know. It, that's If you want to know why we, we posted them and we kind of yeah, are, are okay with it, that's... Them, I'm not saying... I'm not saying, oh, this is awesome. Like, yeah. I didn't make any comment on it. I just posted it as is. Like, yeah. you know, I'm not for it. I'm not against it per se. So, but people clearly 
we're interested in seeing it. So. Right. It, absolutely. I mean, nothing else we've done have got has gotten any attention, even remotely close to that. So the yeah. public still finds that appealing. Yeah. And yeah, one guy was trying to stir some up something about the riders, and I'm like, I yeah. was like, what? To, like, what's going on here? Like, yeah. <laughs> we're not talking about football. <laughs> like, this is hockey. Yeah. So. Yeah. Like, whatever. So, so, and that being said, we don't make a penny off it, so it could got a ten million views, and we still win. So, it doesn't matter. If, it doesn't matter either way. I don't know if no. it's something will continue. It might be just because people seem to like it, but. To be honest, we only get the the away games. I don't have access to the, the home game TV feed, so I don't know. But the thing is, the league won't post that stuff. The Pats won't post it. No, they WHO don't. won't post no. it. So, so I don't know. It's kind of up to the unofficial <laughs> podcast. Yeah, I guess that's why we're here. I guess <laughs> I don't know. So. Like until we'll see. Yeah. So, so going back to the fight issue, kind of. So there was that fight with. Um, Right, and then Eric Hauk from Swift Current. Yes. Or was it Massey yeah. and Hauk? I can't remember. One of the young guys. But yeah. So I seen on the weekly report that Eric Hauk is out six to eight weeks. So right. now I don't know what kind of injury they have. They just it didn't really say. So I don't know. You know, maybe is is it a hand issue or is it a head issue? We don't know. But it, it's um you know it's a defined time six to eight weeks. So right. You know. Uh, maybe I can find out some information later on, but yeah. So hopefully and that's the he's kind, okay. That's the stuff you don't want to celebrate in yeah, a fight, right? Definitely. A guy out right. in his in his junior career, four to six weeks. That's a lot for him, right? Yeah. To me, sixty-eight. Sixty-eight. Sorry. Yeah. Like so. To me, when you hear about injuries like that, I hope it's not a head injury because of the length of time. It sounds like it could be, but. When it has a defined time frame like that, it almost seems like it might be, I'm hoping it's like a hand fracture, like a boxer's fracture. And that's yeah. what it is. If it has that kind of time frame that that's, they know this far, they're this close to the time that it happened and how long it's going to be. I hope that's yeah, what it is. And it's not when he hit the ice or something like that. Because it wasn't a really, I don't think there was any really great punches landed that would cause anything major, but... It's when they hit the yeah. ice that I always get worried about. Yeah, when they tackle each other. I, I don't like that. Yeah, yeah. Mahavlich's fight, they just got tired, I think. Yeah, they, they just, just tired each other out. Yeah. And they just stopped. And they're like, okay. Yep. <laughs> Whereas uh, yeah, then Dubinsky's fight, uh, his I, I think what caused it was um, so Justin Sourdiff stepped out of the box, just about took Dubinsky out. And I think Cole took a bit of exception to that. Oh, definitely took exception him. to that. Yeah, I think that's what, what the whole thing started off, and then they went at it, and he took, uh, I think it was the last, they both took a couple shots, actually, but the yeah. last couple, I think, from Cole that he landed uh, started some leakage there on, on Justin's forehead, so. Yeah, definitely. Another another one we put up wasn't as that, wasn't as classic, old school as as scott's but it was still a pretty good one it's so. a pretty good tilt so you know other than getting blown out of the score it was it was kind of an exciting it was an okay game we got a hat trick out of it henry got his hat trick some fights other than getting scored on 10 times 
Yeah, it was a little rough. Yeah, yeah. But hey, it's it's hockey. If it was entertaining, then uh, there's some weird bounces too that created oh, yeah, some goals. That, that corner, that, that one corner. Yeah, they. It wasn't even the stanchion. It was like it's on the ice. Yeah, yeah. It was like the puck was. There's something about at, the icing line. Yeah, it would come out at a like a right angle, right in front of the net. Yeah, yeah, bizarre. Yeah, so that's a couple times you can't defend against that. No, so no. Well, we'll forget about that one. <laughs> yeah, and then uh, for, so hopefully they forgot about it, moved on to Victoria. Now this game went a little more how we were expecting. Um, outhouse in the net for Victoria, so we weren't planning on scoring too many goals. Uh, it was it was okay game like like we were saying when you look at the shots Regina only tallied five in the first six in the second and seventh in the third but it wasn't that it was that they were playing that bad it was just actually a really strong defensive game by both teams it felt like yeah like there was scoring chances but there wasn't like shots on net pucks were getting blocked and shots were missing the net yeah. So, like, it wasn't a boring game per se. No. Nope. I thought it was a fairly entertaining game. You know, close score. So, you know. Yeah. It yeah. was next. You know, next chance could you know get another goal, take the lead. But yeah, there was just a lack of like hitting the net. Mm-hmm. Kind of. Both teams right? though. So. Like, yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. Victoria had 14 shots in the first, but again, they had six in the second and seventh and seven in the third. Like. It was an odd game. Paddock played Paddock played pretty good. So that was nice to see him bounce back and play have a good game. Again, how many penalties did we take? Seven. Seven penalties and one we allowed one power play goal. We only had three power plays, no goals. Kinda bittersweet tenor sit away. Of course we traded away to Victoria this year, scored the game winner, and he was bombed when he scored. Yeah, he, he sure was. He wanted that. He wanted a big goal, and he got it. So, yeah. good for him, I guess. Um, but it was some poor. Both both goals against were easily defendable. We just got puck watching, and on that game winner, we got puck watching. Guys were looking at the guy behind the net, and yeah. he passed it right out on Sidaway's tape, and he just put it in, made no mistake, and as a tough one. And the first goal. Yeah, Puto should have had the guy out in front of the net, but he kind of backed away from him, and the guy makes a play and puts it in. Yeah, that like, first I goal. I don't know what Puto was looking at. If he was expecting a different movement on the puck, where the, it almost like he thought the puck was going to get ringed around, and he started moving that way, but then he left yeah, the guy or, in front of the net. Like, yeah, I know it was a bad play by him. Wasn't unfortunately. Good. And then the second goal, we're all standing around with our back the wrong way and looking at the puck and then it comes scooting out to sit away. Who did we ever see him score a goal? I don't know. I don't think, I don't know I, if he did. And then he freaking yeah. scores the game winner against us. I'm like, like it's been a, it's been a rough week. <laughs> yeah. Not a but. lot, not a lot of good things to talk about here. No, well, maybe we have to start moving on to the next next week here. So, okay, next week. Let's okay. Wipe the slate here. We're moving on. We're moving on to Kamloops, Kelowna, PG this week. We, now, like, we these are these some are winnable three. games. Yeah, all three. I don't really. expect 
Not that we're going to yeah, win all three. I don't expect three, to win all three. Yeah. But they're winnable. Kamloops on Tuesday. What's your report they've only on Kamloops? Got, they've got eight wins. They just won two in PG. So they're, they're you know, hot now. They're getting hot now. So they have Dylan Ferguson. Like, he's one of the better goalies. Kind of a little surprising he came back. He's a 20-year-old with a contract. So... But he doesn't have great numbers. He's kind of got paddock like numbers, three and a half goals against and, and under 900 save percentage. Mm-hmm. But um, looks like Kamloops have been scoring some goals lately. Zane Franklin, uh, he's their top goal scorer, 13 goals. And he had four assists in PG tonight. So he's he's pretty hot. And then uh, Jermaine Lowen, their captain, he's a, a big guy. He can, and he's got eight goals this year. So other than that, they didn't really have much for depth scoring. But yeah, they so they won seven three tonight in PG. Uh, okay, yeah. So yeah, like all three of these teams are kind of like on our level here. So we got to get some wins out of these teams here if we want to look to be moving up in the standings. Like, right. yeah, we're gonna lose. We're gonna lose to these Vancouver's and Victorias more often than not, but. We got to make hay on these lower end teams here. Okay, then on to Kelowna on the Wednesday. So they they switched up their coach here a couple of weeks ago to Adam Foot, and what are they? What do you say? Four wins, four losses, and one another win. Yeah, they won another. four wins in a row, four losses okay. in a row, and then a win. Okay. So uh, that's not too bad for a coaching change. Uh, so they're nine and thirteen right now. I mean, they're hosting the Memorial Cup in a couple of years. They've yeah, they kind of I don't know. I don't think they had the best roster, but you know they got two trade deadlines to get it figured out. But yeah. both their goalies are struggling. So as it stands, it's a winnable game for us. Again, we know the key. We know how, we know we have, what we have to do to win, and it's stay out of the box, play disciplined, and I mean we can win any game. It feels like, but if we're gonna yeah, keep like, taking seven eight penalties a, a game. I think we can put up some goals against Kelowna. PG might be another story. Both their goalies are pretty solid. So, mm-hmm. but I don't, I don't know. PG just gave up seven tonight. So, right. let's see what yeah. happens, right? Yeah. So, yeah. like, because PG's goalies both have great stats. But what do we know? We didn't think Vancouver was going to score many goals, and they put up <laughs> ten. So, <laughs> hey, we just read stats and try and predict, and yeah, that's why yeah. sports betting is so difficult because nothing seems to make sense. So. Uh, all right, and then a couple of days off, and then we're up in just one day off, actually. So up into PG on the Friday, finishing off this BC road trip. Uh, BC, or sorry, PG sitting at nine and nine. Their goaltending, they their spread uh, goals are spread out amongst the whole team. They don't really have any guys that are jump off the page at you. They're sixth in goals against, right? So they don't give up many, but they gave up a lot tonight. So who knows? Uh, yeah, so yeah, between the two games with Kamloops, they gave up twelve. So yeah, so <laughs> they'd only given sixty-two up before tonight. So yeah. just the goalies, Gauthier, he's a seventeen-year-old. He's draft eligible, and he won gold with the under seventeens in the Holinka tournament. In, okay, in the summer there. Uh, so if he's their starter, but their backup, Delorier or Dilora, has just as good stats as he does so kind of like a vancouver situation where they both goalies are quite good so and who knows which one we'll see 
maybe they see us as oh, a backup goalie game. So yeah, maybe. Don't blame them right now. No, not at all. <laughs> yeah, no, it's. <laughs> Anyways, I mean, we're still playing that one game. We had two four, two defensemen playing up on Ford. Like we are just. Yeah, a bit of I don't know if Dubin- right Dubinsky got sat in those two games because mm-hmm. he took some bad penalties at the last game here. But uh, yeah, so yeah, credit was up, and then then the Victoria game credit was scratched. So I don't know what happened there. If maybe he got hurt in that fight or what? But right. but shoulders just shoulder. He's playing up yeah. there. He's how many games in a row now has he played? Yeah, quite a few, and he drops back and plays defense on the penalty kill, and he's out there blocking shots left, right, and center. So, man, you got to commend the guy for doing that. Like he's all playing all over the map and playing pretty decent, I think. So, yeah. Okay. Well, let's go around the league. Um, PA still freaking rolling. They beat. I thought it might be a bit of a closer game, but they beat Brandon six nothing on Saturday. Yeah, they that was in to, Brandon too. Yeah, they've moved up to twenty. 20 wins, one losses. The one loss against Red Deer. Ian Scott got his goal. He tried once. I, yeah. I didn't see his initial attempt where apparently he put a hole in the scoreboard. I guess like the he got one the other day, so good for him. That's always kind of cool to see goalie goals. How about Moose Shaw tonight? So this is the thing, right? We're looking at, hey, you know, as Moose Shaw team, we could, we could eventually catch up to. And for that wild card spot, they rolled Kootenai 9-1. to one on Sunday here. So I don't know. Yeah, like, it feels like the team's going in two different directions here right now. Yeah, definitely. And they roll into Kootenai, you know, that's a winnable game for them, right? Yeah. You know, it's like, okay, we got to beat these teams that are near us in the standings and they just they put a crushed them tonight. Yeah. So teams going in two different directions. We have to start thinking and talking about the future here. That's not we're not writing off this year, but let's start talking a little bit about next year. We got what are our age nineteen year olds look like for next year, do you think? Well, Henry and Lasition have to be traded in my opinion. Right. We gotta re- recoup some some assets slash picks for yeah. them. So yeah, yeah I, I don't know, like do we pick up a couple eighteen year olds in return? Because you can't you can't trade for a younger player unless they're asking for a trade. So like it would be nice to trade for a sixteen slash seventeen year old, but yeah, right now that's pretty unavailable, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. So, because you look at next year, our nineteen year olds will be, or sorry, our nineteens this year are Mahovlich, Pratt, Holmes, and Strew. So, so those are four, our twenty year olds going ahead, possibly for next year. Yeah. yeah. So right now we only have four potential twenty year olds next year. Like we got no nineteen-year-olds on in de- on the defensive core and no nineteen-year-old goalies. So, and then, so we but, talked we talked last week about Henry and Lasition and what we should get and and all that. But the guy we didn't talk about was Pratt. So he's kind of he's in a bit of a unique spot. I mean, nineteen this year, twenty-year-old next year. He's putting up points. Now, how much of that's related to who he's playing with on that line? But is he is he someone you see being trade bait? Yeah, I don't know. Do you trade him or do you keep him for next year kind right. of thing? Like, like as of right now, you kind of look at Pratt, Holmes, and Strew would be your 
your choice 20 year olds. Yeah. You know, as much as you love Mahovlich and his game, you got three better forwards, yeah. in my opinion. So, yeah, that's a tough. But, call. I guess it depends on the phone call they get and if there's any offers yeah. out there. See what yeah, for sure. Get. Right. Like, I would hate to see him go for like a fifth round pick or something silly like that. Yeah, definitely. Right. You might as well keep him for next year. Yeah. That's all you're going to get. Yeah. For. I think a quality 20 year old that's been in the organization for a while is is a valuable member and yeah i don't know if we're maybe look for some defense for next year or what you know because three 20 year olds are going to be gone and then all the the rest of the guys are 17 18 so i know everett i listened to uh whl unfiltered the other day and chad had the everett beat reporter on and he said they're definitely looking for a center like if they're going to make a move they need a center hmm. and I know Riley Sutter was getting lots of love on that Canada-Russia series. They're like, oh, this guy takes all the face-offs. And, yeah. Well, yeah, he's taking a few more than Lecition, but Lecition is clearly better, uh, got a better percentage, better win percentage. So, you know, yeah. maybe that's that's a guy they're looking at. So, Yeah, the effort would be a buyer too, I mean, I would I would think. I think so. They look pretty good. Like, yeah. It doesn't look like they've missed much of a beat uh since last year you know no even losing like Carter Hart. yeah yeah you have quite possibly the best goalie in the country for the last two or even three years and your team's just as good <laughs> so right and they beat uh they beat vancouver yesterday okay so, there you go yeah six five another unusual game for for vancouver yeah, high but, scoring uh, game. yeah so you kind of look at the finals how the teams have gone in opposite directions and Swift Current was a way older team compared to Everett last yeah. year and it shows yeah. this year, right? Mm-hmm. With them losing everybody and Swift, uh, and Everett kind of just rolling, continuing the roll into this season. Like yeah. they're just haven't really missed a beat. Yeah, yeah, definitely contenders. So, yeah, and then the you know, other thing I got here is it seems like the ice could be moving to Winnipeg. Like it almost sounds for sure. Yeah, so Kootenay was supposed to have a press conference or something the day after we played them, right? So on the Wednesday, for whatever reason, that fell through. And And now it's rescheduled for this coming week or something? Yeah, yeah, it's this week. And so you were saying there was some green... They called themselves the Green Bay Group or whatever based on the notion that the Green Bay Packers are a community-owned team and that's what they were trying to replicate or whatever you want to call it uh so they've kind of disbanded or or whatnot so it it sounds like the writing on the wall is it was a weird awkward thing later this week the kootenai ice were playing with the kootenai cowboys what was it is that uh cranberry colts uh, yeah so jerseys of the bchl team their junior team a junior a team they were wearing their jersey like bizarre. yeah it was like a throwback night or something yeah but... yeah a little i don't know if it's tongue-in-cheek or what it is oh it's, it's... kind of ironic because they kicked that team so out exactly that team ended up folding that's why yeah when the ice came in this team folded now the ice are wearing their jersey like just a little bizarre. And kind of on their way out the door. Yeah, yeah, now the ice are leaving. Like, 
who's behind it or what the thought is, but it's kind of, kind of weird. Yeah. Yeah. Weird. And like, and they're going to be getting a whole bunch of upgrades to the rink, I guess this summer, like they're getting a proper video board and they're getting new lights and new glass and all that stuff. So, but who's behind that? I don't know if the town's right. behind that oh, then okay. and not the team. So yeah, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. And then, so that I was reading Greg Jernan's blog and he's like, well, now there's going to be a, a good WHL facility there. Maybe somebody else would be looking to move there, but I'm thinking like, well, the team, the community doesn't support this team. Why would they support a different team? You know what I mean? Exactly. So, cause they say PG is not, comfortable in their situation there and maybe tri-city isn't you know right well i remember watching or seeing at least highlights from the tri-city playoff run last year right their stands were vacant (laughs) they did yeah for a decent team and in the playoffs there was not a lot going on there so yeah they had a good team not a decent team they they had a good team last year yeah so they're not getting the love there but it just seems odd to move to a a market that couldn't support a team and is leaving. So, um, yeah. Now you were talking, I don't know where you've heard this or not, but a, a team in Nanaimo, uh, just to make that, it's not a horrible idea. I would, what I would like to see is like a team like PG that's way out in the boonies go over to like a place like Nanaimo if they can support it. And, uh, yeah, I'd make that trip over to Victoria maybe a little more economical or feasible and make more sense if if you're out there, you do Victoria and uh, Nanaimo at the same time. Yeah, but, definitely. And I think WHL won, wanted a team there, but there was some sort of vote. Uh, I don't know if it was you know a, a citywide vote or just kind of the councillor vote, and it didn't seem like they were too interested in building a a proper arena because i think their arena is a little older and they support there they have a junior a team there as well it seems to be fairly um they seem to be fairly good most times in the nine clippers so and they've been there a while so which would yeah if a dub team came in it'd probably be the same situation as kootenai that they wouldn't be able to handle both yeah oh definitely so but, but I mean, like we said a few weeks seems... ago, they're still. Where is Kootenai going if they're going to Winnipeg? There's been no yeah. discussion on the facility yet. Well, yeah, there's there's just kind of hearsay. Oh, there is a building coming, and but nothing seems to be out there that's solid. Like, yeah, this building's right. going to be done on ready for such and such a year slash yeah. season, right? Yeah. So maybe this press conference at it's supposed to be coming out will give us some clarity who knows mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. okay a uh, little more pat's news former pat's news uh austin wagner and josh mahura both recalled to the nhl wagner played a few games with the kings already so but this is mahura's first crack at it so uh congratulations yeah, just that. to him yeah, yeah that's really pretty good for him you know i didn't I didn't really, I'm no scout, but I didn't really feel like he was NHL caliber, but. Uh, Mahura. Yeah. 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 He's definitely the offensive defenseman. So right. like, I don't know. I haven't seen his stats or any highlights, anything from his HL stint so far, but. Yeah. Maybe he's been coachable and 
and whatnot. But uh, and speaking of former Pats players, a little bit of a different avenue is Connor Hobbs and his Hershey Bears. They he's doing a podcast with his roommate. I retweeted it the other day. There was yeah. Check our Twitter. It's actually kind of worth a listen. Yeah, it's um, hilarious because Colby Williams, expat as well. Right. They're roommates or housemates, and and that <laughs> podcast is just hilarious. It's just them shooting the shit. Like they're just sitting there talking about all sorts of things, and there's no like structure or anything. Yeah. They're just there's a guy there facilitating a it, but not interviewing. And we've talked with other podcasts about interviewing players, and I mean, obviously, we haven't. We don't have a lot of access to players, but we haven't seeked it to try and and bring that in because frankly player interviews are kind of boring they're very generic they're not going to say too much they're going to they're all kids it's going to be really kind of your your run of the mill yeah hockey player interview oh you know hard hard play digging in the corners supporter you know all that kind of stuff the same stuff you hear all the time and the nice thing about yeah. this what they're doing is it's it's a it's more of an entertainment show and there's a guy kind of facilitating it, but then he just lets them go. And to me, the radio and media of this kind of nature is more about conversation and discussion. And anyways, it's really, if you have an hour, take a listen. It was fun. I hope they, hope they keep yeah. it up. Yeah. It was yeah. Good. And it's, it's not, it's about off ice stuff. It's not about the hockey. It's just about kind of no, life and exactly kind of how, and, what they, you know, how they go about, their day and what they do and which sounds the halloween the halloween story was hilarious (laughs) yeah right it's good you guys should take a listen um to me as i've always wondered what i guess they're professional what what people what how they fill their day like you're a professional hockey player you you play a game for a living and you can't play it all day so what do you do and they get into that and anyways it, it was pretty fun i enjoyed it yeah, it's Bears Blue Line, and it's hosted okay. by uh, ChocolateHockey.com. So yeah, yeah. so yeah, good for yeah. them. I'm glad to see that. Another podcast, if you really want to kind of nerd out and get into the queue, uh, is Herdcast. Uh, out there, they're doing the the Moose Halifax Moose podcast, who are a darn good team this year and hosting the Memorial Cup. So they have lots to talk about. They have a good, they have a good team, and um, I like I like listening (laughs) i just like listening to them talk actually they're pretty they're pretty funny and uh they've got some good east coast accents going there so uh yeah if you want to keep up on the memorial cup host and they're they're rolling out there yeah yeah so herd cast and then they gave us a shout out the other day so we gotta return the favor and yeah their their podcast pretty good the one guy's been doing it for a while now so yeah yeah they've got some good banter going on there so then of course our buddies over in the ohl ohl fanboys podcast they do more of just a a league-wide ohl podcast covering all the teams and which is good too i really like theirs it's fun to listen to yeah just kind of keep up on the general league kind of see who's who's hot and who's doing well there yeah whl related what do we have we have uh WHL unfiltered. Okay, we have uh, WHL unfiltered. Yeah, that one's all right. They always yeah. it's just an interview, so you don't they don't do too much league wide stuff. It's kind of more just general team by team. Like if they just talk to a certain guy, like the last one was the Everett 
beat reporters. They just discuss yeah. kind of Everett and a little bit of the U.S. division. But yeah, it's it's yeah. not too bad if uh, you're interested in listening to a certain team, getting some information from them. Yeah, U.S.-based ones, T-Bird Talk and Pucklandia. I don't know if T-Bird Talk's still going, and I don't no, know how I much Pucklandia they... is is publishing anymore. I think T-Bird Talk might have just shut it down, unfortunately. Okay, okay. And Chad does WHL Filtered and Pucklandia, so he's kind of lost a little bit interest on the Pucklandia side of things, which is based on the Portland Winterhawks. So he's kind of just doing the WHL thing instead now. Yeah, and Lethbridge had one, a pretty successful one too, but they shut it down this year too. So Yeah, it's kind of surprising. Like. We- they, there was team guys doing it, and they had some sponsors yeah, and stuff. Yeah. And I thought, oh, this is a pretty, pretty, really good production. Like it was. They had, it was. They had guests, like really good guests. Like they had GM on there and stuff like that. Like they were they're well connected because it was the radio guy doing it and right, other yeah. team guys doing it. So, but, so uh, yeah. maybe they just didn't have the time. So yeah, don't know what happened there. But to be honest, we're really one of the only WHL. Canadian ones, at least for a team, regular series podcast out there. So, yeah, <laughs> not trying to toot our own horn, but um, no, we're happy to do it for you guys. Even we don't get a ton of listens, and but it, we're happy doing it. It's a hobby, and uh, boy, if we can post a few fight videos and <laughs> get ten thousand views out of it, you know that, that makes us really yeah. happy. So, um, what even makes us happier is real real people interacting with us and interacting with us on Twitter. So again, at WHL Pat's cast, if you guys want to tweet back to us anytime, we will definitely see it and read about it. And we'll probably talk about it while we're watching the games together this week. So anything you guys want to bring up and we can talk about, I think it's about time to wrap, man, this is our longest episode ever. I thought going into this one, three shitty games is going to be, I don't have anything to talk about, but this is by far our longest one. So, Anything else you want to talk yeah, hopefully, about? Hopefully it lasts until the end here, but thanks for listening, guys. Yeah, anyone who stuck it out, give us a tweet, and <laughs> we'll give you a shout-out for sure. <laughs> yeah. Okay. You might just have to up the speed, listen at 1.2, yeah. get through it quicker. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> maybe a little higher voice than usual, that's okay. Um, anything else you want to talk about? No, I'm good. Good, so. okay. We will wrap it up. Okay, three, week, three games this week, and we will... You'll be in Indianapolis, so we'll be doing that via distance. But Yeah, I'll be doing it on my vacation. I'll, I'll check in. We'll do it up. So Right on. We'll get one out for you guys, hopefully, early that next week. And enjoy the games, and we'll talk to you later. All right. See you guys. Okay. Bye.